darkness. Maybe it reminds you of a childhood fear or signifies the end of the summer. Maybe it evokes fond memories of your favorite Norwegian black metal band. Whether good or bad, most people have something to say about the dark, particularly when it coincides with the cold as it does where I live in the American South. In fall 2020, I finally did something about my negative feelings about the darkness. I made a zine. It's chocked full of tips from me and the smartest, coolest people I know, my friends. This year, I asked folks to submit their feelings and advice in their own voices, and they did. I was thrilled. I put them together into this audio essay, which is so peaceful, I'll probably just listen to it on repeat until March. Please enjoy these wonderful shares from folks of all different ages, stages, and geographic regions. And wherever you are, please know I'll be lighting my automatic electric window candle in honor of you tonight. thoughts about the dark here um so i moved from oakland california to a little town in new hampshire this last year and i got a dog um, which has been amazing and i do like to walk him morning and evening just to kind of um like spread out how much energy he uses throughout the day and help him sleep better hopefully Um, and what I found is that it's pitch black by the time I get off work at this point because I get off at six o'clock and I live in a place with no street lights uh, where the houses are all kind of tucked away behind the trees or way back behind the roads and it's pretty like weird and creepy and frankly I think a little bit unsafe to walk the dog in the pitch black even if I have a headlamp and like high vis gear I've done it a couple of times and I just feel like at any moment someone's gonna run up to me out of the dark woods and like (laughs) you know like put me in a bag and cart me away or something um I don't think that that would happen but there is a rumor that there's a serial killer on the loose here in New Hampshire in any case I've certainly been um, kind of like conditioned to not walk around by myself in the pitch black basically in the woods so uh, I'm here to say that I've also been trying to wake up an hour earlier than I usually do to take the dog on a walk in the morning for an hour and then at night we just can't really go for walks anymore unfortunately and that's the way it's going to be for like the next six months around here I did petition to my job to change my work shift so I could get off work at five and hopefully be able to take him out um, for a little bit at five. But like, I think as we approach the depths of winter here in New Hampshire, like four o'clock is going to be pitch black. So I don't know. I don't know what people do with um, when they have like high energy animals in the wintertime around here. I did get him a coat I might get him little booties I did sign him up for daycare once a week but you know I'm kind of worried about um not giving him the exercise that he wants and deserves um 
outside when it's so dark. Um, so that might not be very interesting, but it's the first time I've really had to think about when darkness sets, because um, I've always lived in cities, like I've always kind of been able to walk around outside in urban environments uh, because there's streetlights and there's people around and uh, now this is the first time like caring for a creature where the time of day um, really makes a difference uh, in his life because I'm responsible for his life and I've got to basically try and work around the deep dark blackness of the woods <laughs> around here um maybe I just have to suck it up and not be so scared and just walk around at night um I don't know but yeah I'm just sending this today because daylight savings is coming and it's gonna get even worse then um and I'm also trying to procrastinate at work because I'm really just not a fan <laughs> Okay, hi again. Um, I decided to also send uh, some positive thoughts about the darkness and a tip, which is to, in the spirit of leaning into the darkness, um, buy some fancy candle holders that you really love or candlesticks and light them every day um, when the sun sets um, and, you know, turn up that ambient, uh, spooky, cozy vibe. Um, maybe I will take a photo of a couple of vintage candlesticks that I found at a Savers here in New Hampshire. Um, it's this glass maker called L.E. Smith, and there was this really popular pattern or mold that um, was produced in the 50s, I think, called Moon and Stars. And uh, I found some amber glass candlesticks in the moon and stars pattern. And I was actually going to sell them at a flea market. And then I was like, you know what? These are the perfect color, the perfect um, like kind of magical, sparkly object that I really need to have around as kind of a ritual um, marker and reminder um, that there is still light in the darkness. And it also made me think of this tradition that I see around here in New England that really um, I, I just really helped welcome us here when we moved in January, or at least felt welcoming, which is that a lot of the houses around here, especially farmhouse, farmhouses or farmhouse style houses um, do, which is that they put a single candlestick in each window that faces this, the road or wherever. And, you know, they all come on at sunset. All the candles, all the candles are lit up at sunset and remain lit through the darkness and sort of act to me, at least I imagine act as like a beacon, um, welcoming the, you know, the weary traveler or the person lost in the woods or whatever. And I don't know if this is like a colonial kind of um, holdover or where this came from, but we got here, we moved here from California like 
in January and got to the town at 1 a.m. after renting a car at Boston Airport. And then the first thing we noticed is how many of the houses on our little rural road had all the windows lit up by a single um, candle flame. Probably these are all battery operated, by the way. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with battery operated candle flame. It's a lot safer. You can leave it and go to sleep and not worry about it. Um, in fact, one of the first things I did when I got here was buy like a 16 pack of battery operated candles that are also remote controlled and on a timer. And they are awesome. It's just something nice to do to mark the beginning of the darkness each day um, by lighting them without kind of like falling into the despair of the cold and dark. Um, it's just like a nice little visual reminder that, um, you know, the morning will come and everything will be okay. And um, yeah, that's, I guess I wanted to add that. I feel like this was pretty disorganized, but I will try and send a photo of those um, Ellie Smith amber candlesticks. Um, just for funsies. Okay, bye Sarah, take care. My name is Brandon Chonko. I have a farm in way south Georgia called Grassroots Farms in Waverly, the beautiful town of Waverly, Georgia, in the county of Camden. And daylight savings, I mean, for me, honestly, summer is such a, it's our wet season. Um, because of hurricanes and tropical storms and then it's just ex extremely stifling humidity and heat in the summer so like here you get really excited about spring obviously um, summer is great if it's not raining a lot you can go to the river and go to the beach if it's raining a lot it's it's just fucking brutal it, it'll make you just not want to do it it's a total gut punch every single year pretty much unless you're in a drought in which case you thank god that you're actually in a drought so that you can go out and do some outdoor stuff but if it's rainy summer's just a total gut punch the days are incredibly long by august september you're just you're just man you're just going on will willpower alone that's it so fall rolls around and it gets cooler it never gets cold here but it gets cooler and um, outside of the mosquitoes that we get from the residual range from the summer, fall is really pleasant. The satsumas and citrus start coming in. You can get your fall greens in the ground. Everything just becomes a little bit easier to manage. Um, I personally like when the days get short for a little while. I don't know if somehow my appetite increases. I, I tend to gain a little bit of weight, which is good because I lose weight throughout the year. And then I'll eat some heartier meals and um kind of enjoy i don't know man it's kind of nice when the sun goes down you don't feel that compulsion to work until eight and nine o'clock at night and um but i tell you you know you hit that winter solstice and the hens are laying like shit and it's cold for us it's cold you know where you're talking like 50s 60s in the day and like 40s and sometimes 30s at night and it's just gray and um but we'll still have temperatures where we get up in the 80s you know and 70s so south georgia in the winter is fairly pleasant and and typically dry and then 
it does start to wear on me eventually and i really start looking forward to spring but i never i personally don't ever go into a winter like depression i i enjoy the um the recharging that it kind of brings me just because only because summer here is just is summer august july august september in camden county in waverly is a brutal 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 affair if you work outside especially if you farm it's just slogging through mud constantly so that's my thoughts on daylight savings i don't even know if we still do it i guess we still change time but i don't ever pay attention to anything like that I don't know, man. Whatever. Sun comes up, sun goes down. You know what I'm saying? Keep up the good work. Good morning from Madison, Wisconsin. It is uh, 5 a.m. just about. It's still quite dark out. I'm just waking up and, uh, yeah, just slowly powering on. I head in to work, start work at 7 a.m., and that's usually... uh, this time of year before sunrise. That means I'm starting up a tool before uh, the sun's even risen, usually. Um, But I like to wake up much earlier than I need to because I don't like to rush anything. So I'm just sitting here with a cup of coffee and the morning is my favorite time for uh, quiet contemplation and for reading. Something about my morning mind is best for reading a book. So that's what I like to do and let myself just slowly come up with a book. And the days are darkening pretty soon. Um, it'll probably be the case where I'll be heading into work when it's still quite dark out and then getting out of work, especially in a long day, just as the sun is setting. And that's those are going to be hard days because I don't even get a sliver of sun. I'd be like working on the moon or... Uh, Near a pole, I guess, like Sweden. <laughs> um, anyway, dealing with daylight savings and darkness. What do I feel about that? I've always liked changing of seasons. I always like darkening fall days. I don't know. I like the way it forces me to kind of become dormant and snuggly and reflective. Um, those things just come natural to me. Um, and I appreciate quiet times, but yeah, for me, I find it's, it's best to just let it affect me to, uh, roll with it and let it roll over me and darker days force me to consider myself and to kind of power down my engines and look over the machinery and, uh, all my components and see what's going on there and to do some inspection and some maintenance. <laughs> That's what I like to do with it. I like to, uh, you know, take its cue from, or take my cue, I should say, from what every, everything else is doing. Everything's dying and, and kind of resting. So that's what I feel like I got to do with myself. And I find that if I try to bring summer energy into the fall it's just gonna just gonna rub against me ain't gonna work so I just have to get quiet for a while and to uh sit with the stillness I know it's not for everybody but um yeah I just got um I find it's best to let it bend me and to be bent by it 
and to, uh, you know, look at the nice things about it, which for me is getting snuggly, eating hearty foods, um, and I never start anything new in the darkening fall days. It's not a time to start something new, so anything that I've put aside in the last six months or thought about, you know, doing but didn't have time for, and say in the summertime, that's when I'll bring those out of the closet and dust them off and work on things like uh, reading books I wanted to read or to do more drawing or modeling with clay, things where I can be inside and cozy. And, uh, yeah, don't I don't try to grow too much as much as take stock of what I got. Good morning. Hi, it's Rachel Pryor. Um, I have a little bit of a cold. I do not think I have COVID since I took a home COVID test, but I sound a little stuffy. You can cut that out. Um, anyway, that's why. But hi, I'm sending you my voice memo about daylight savings time, or DST. Um, I, too, really hate it. I started to feel some dread about it. I would say maybe as soon as it started getting dark before 7, so that's probably a month ago now, and I felt it. I even talked to my therapist about how much, like, like almost apathy I was feeling about things, which I think I've gotten through a little bit of that now as I've come to accept it a little bit more, but it's very difficult for me. Um, I think I love to be outside so much, and when it's dark at 5, that means that it's really hard to be outside in the eve, like, you know, Monday through Friday, um, unless I, you know, I'm outside during the day, but I have a job. So that, I think, is the hardest thing to me, and I like to... And obviously, you can be outside when it's dark, but it's not as fun. It's more fun to be able to see. <laughs> um, so I will say one thing I did start doing last year. This is not revolutionary by any means, but as I try to go for a walk or a run every single day, and I was working from home entirely last winter, which I will not be doing this year, but still every other day. And I would start my work day earlier and end it earlier so that I could get like a full run in before it got dark. And that helped me a lot. Uh, getting outside, even if I can't do it during daylight, still getting outdoors, I think is really good for people's mental health. Um, I know there are studies to prove this. I've never read any of them, but I know they exist because the internet tells me so. But anyway, I do think that is the thing that I do to combat it. And also, I remind myself I've gotten through every of the 37 other winters I've lived through. So I will get through my 38th one as well. And I saw somebody post a few years ago on Instagram a quote from a book that somebody wrote. I can't remember. I'll send it to you. But... um Basically, it's a story of parents waking their children up on the solstice, winter solstice, to tell them that it's like a magical day of the year because from that day onward for the next six months, every day, the days were going to get a little bit longer. And that gives me hope that, yeah, the days are getting shorter for the next two months, but then on what is the shortest day of the year, it stops. And it starts going back again. 
and you know we get through every season so that's my dst memo sorry if it was rambly just wanted to get it done hi it's sarah i'm tagging in real quick to read the passage that rach was talking about it's from sasha sagan's book for small creatures such as we sasha sagan daughter of carl sagan Long before Helena, before we were married or even engaged, when we still danced around the idea of spending the rest of our lives together, that trip to Paris was when we first talked about the traditions we'd make for some future hypothetical child. Maybe at the stroke of midnight on the longest night of the year we imagine, we'd slip into their room, gently wake them up by whispering into their little ears, we have something wonderful something epic and thrilling to tell you, something so large and magnificent that no human being can stop it. Starting tomorrow, the days will start getting longer again, and slowly the plants will bloom again. The sunshine will return. Summer is coming. Hi, I'm here with Agosa in Nashville, Tennessee, and she just said she loves the winter. So I just want to know, what what do you love about the winter, Agosa? Um, I really like that we have a bunch of people, like a bunch of religious holidays at the same time. Yeah. So I feel like it's really cool to not only learn more about other people's religious holidays, but just to get, like, see them, like, celebrate it and stuff like that. Especially on Vanderbilt's campus, I feel like there's always a lot going on yeah. around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, not only because like the school year is ending, but just because people are just happy to get into that particular season. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just feel like it's really pretty out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's cold, but it's just nice to be outside and just, I don't know, I think it's like that time of the year where I actually appreciate that I, I'm still here. Yes. Yeah, so. That you're still in the area or you're still alive? Still alive. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Okay, and you're a Nashville native. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, thank you. Okay. Okay, here is my voice memo with some thoughts on daylight savings time, um, specifically the fall one, um, and more specifically my love of my queen, Miss uh, Daylight Saving Time Sunday. Um, I've decided that I think it is my favorite holiday, my favorite day of the year. over the past probably like four years or so, I've noticed that I really enjoy um, that Sunday, uh, mainly because it makes me feel like I'm on time and being very productive the entire day. Um, that's probably a little messed up, um, but I really do like uh, uh, being productive, I guess. Um, but it's really just the the joy of looking down at my phone, I guess, and seeing that I'm ahead of schedule based on time or that, like, oh, wow, I've done all this and it's only 10 o'clock or, um, like, this this year I was out of the house to go grab coffees and then got to the coffee shop and it wasn't open and looked down and it was 6.50 and I was already out, um, all this to say, I have started like planning all of my like 
little tasks that I want to get done for myself on that day. Um, so just have like a really nice little little me day, um, getting all my task or like studio time or uh, stuff in. Um, this Sunday, what did I do this year? Um, oh, I just had like a very nice studio day where I designed um, some holiday flags that I'm going to make, um, corny decorations, I don't know. Um, what else? Oh, this year I've been using it as a way to like mix up my schedule. Um, so fulfilling a lifelong goal of uh, trying to become a morning person and we're a week into it and I'm gaining traction. I'm able to work, uh, wake up earlier and I think the, the shift in time has kind of given me a boost in that. Um, uh, what else to say about the darkness? Oh, I've um, been finding a lot of joy in the fact that I get to turn on my lamps earlier and get to uh, enjoy more time with my lamps on. Um, so if you hate the dark times, maybe buy a lamp that you like. Um, and candles, you know? You get to light candles and they bring more ambiance. Um, and oh, I've noticed that I get to drive home and look at the sunset, which is great because our apartment doesn't have um, sunset enjoying windows. Um, I think that's it. Those are my thoughts. Hey, Sarah, it's Austin. It's January the 19th. Um, let's talk about the dark, baby. So, yeah, this season from like, uh, I guess a little bit after Christmas until the first sign of spring, it's potentially a pretty miserable time for me. Each year, it's like I get, I get this visitor that one morning I'll wake up and it's like I've got this stranger in my house, Ronnie Millstap style, just sapping away on the couch. It's like this um, just uh, slow growing, like fleshy, yeasty, featureless, heavy, dry, mouth breathing, suctioning, like humanoid hallucination that just is just stinking up my leisure zone just pulling a wide slow vacuum on my happiness just trying to lay on me every chance I get if I sit down it's like just kind of something that's going to roll over on me so I like kind of stand in the middle of the room sometimes looking left looking right just smothered uh, previously, I've managed to get it to agree to not lay on me and rather let me sit in its lap um, by agreeing to get us both very drunk throughout winter. This is not um, its not recommended as a good course of action for anyone that has a visitor like this. So obviously, eventually, I've uh, got honest with myself that um, this... Um, unnecessarily personified visitor is just a manifestation of my own physical, um, excuse me, my own spiritual deformity. And it's just made more apparent by the season and it's uh, attendant darkness and cold and the melancholy inherent to the end of celebration. 
So um, this year, yeah, I've done some, I've done things differently. It's really worked out. I've realized that uh, going into winter, and this is actually something, um, a process that started back in spring um, that's made all the difference this year for me, and that is um, the importance of cleaning house spiritually, um, the importance of unclad honesty, because, yeah, secrets get a lot heavier in winter, and you shouldn't try to carry them into that, so... Um, yeah, just cleaning house, literally, figuratively, making confessions, making amends, uh, taking inventory of, um, you know, your character defects of your relationships, um, letting go of resentments as much as possible, making that list, apologizing for some stuff, um, you know, even if, uh, it's not necessarily expected, things that you have things that I've like kind of sentimentalized too much things, anything you, that you're holding on to that's keeping you out of the present is something to get in and try to extract as healthfully as possible. Um, before getting it, before going into winter is, is really the secret. I think just unburdening yourself really. And I, cause I think even the most truthful, even the most pious person probably finds some stuff to throw out. I'm sure. Uh, even if you do this stuff year round. So I think that that's this year has definitely helped me keep my psychic equilibrium um, through the darkness. Um, And yeah, and just realizing that the springtime will come and uh, one's eyes will be in a short time, be completely reminted in the freshness of spring. That's my two cents on it, or at least that that's what's um, that's what's been my experience this year. Okay, hi, I'm here with Brenda Buka, Dr. Brenda Buka, painter, poet, doctor, also owns the house that I live in. I'm very honored to know her, and she has written a poem that the dark is a, a theme, and it was inspired by a trip um, that she took. So, Brenda, will you tell us, what, what do we need to know to understand the poem? Uh, okay, this is called The Redhead and the Guide by Lamplight. And this was something I actually observed. We took a trip to, um, to Peru and we're on the upper reaches of the Amazon. Uh, in fact, we were on the Napa River, which is one of the um, tributaries into the Amazon. And uh, one of the things I noticed in where there is no light, um, seeing a little flickering campfire up the river meant so much because it meant there was another human being up there. Uh, but life in the Amazon is very, very different. There are no stones. So when people die, you can't put a gravestone up. Oh. Uh, so they put uh, uh, crotons, which is a kind of a plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, also paper, you can't preserve paper. It has to be kept in a... Uh, so any anything paper had to be kept in a uh, cooler with desiccant. Oh my gosh. Photographs had to be wrapped in plastic. So the idea of permanence and memory becomes very different in that context. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the framework for this poem. Okay. And uh, I was sitting in the, um, in the dining room of the uh, Eco Lodge where we were staying. Mm-hmm. So this is called The Redhead and the Guide by Lamplight. <clears throat> he has rowed for days up the river in a dugout curved like a leaf. He sharpens darts on piranha teeth, 
dyes them in a black sauce from a complicated recipe. He knows that poetry melts in the jungle like bones, that memory is a mirage, that the heart's songs must be wrapped carefully in plastic, that poison is the best way to kill, that most things disappear, leave no footprints, slide under a slab of coffee-colored water, that for a day there will be a radiant fungus pleated like an organdy collar and then nothing. Gringos don't want to believe this. They think they can leave something behind. In their world, grandma's souvenirs are in the attic. Poetry will always be on a shelf somewhere. He has fixed on her to live forever or to be someone in the mind of someone who thinks he can. He has hung this notion on a child's idea of love. Motionless in the searchlight of his desire, she dives suddenly into her sinking heart. There is nothing immutable about the river. There can be no tombstones where there are no stones. The Indians plant a purple croton on the grave. None of it is about love. It's all about light, tiny in the wilderness of darkness. We gather around our kerosene lantern, caught in a lariat of light. He is trying to enter her world just as she is leaving it. Souls feel different, trapped in a net of golden light, rocking in a hammock of light, fluttering in a globe of light, unzipping a chrysalis of light, brown strings dangling from a balloon of light, red hair electric in a bonfire of light, nothing left but the smell of light. Okay, it's after Christmas. I'm sitting with my niece Camden Sanford, who is how many years old? Fifteen. And where are we? Grandma's house. Well, I mean, in in what city? Norfolk, Virginia. Okay, cool. What did Santa bring you? Oh, some clothes and some shoes. Nice. And how do you feel about the darkness? (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like it because it's like I get out of school and it's already like sunset basically. It's mm-hmm. like three o'clock and the sun is already setting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of depressing. Do you prefer the summer when it stays very light? Yes, because then you can like go outside and do stuff for longer. Mm-hmm. And, also there's no and also there's no school. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Would you say you're a beachy okay. person? I mean, kind of. I don't. I don't go to like the beach. Beach. I like to go to like the bay. Okay. Because the ocean scares me. Does it really? No. I mean, I just don't like, like almost (laughs) drowning every time I go. No, not really. (laughs) Okay. Would you say you're more a valley girl or a visco girl? Neither. Neither. Okay. You're an athlete. I guess. Has been. Has been. <gasps> Washed up. <laughs>
like a bag going side to side. How old are you? I'm 11 years old. Cool. And what's your favorite season? Summer. And what do you like about summer? Um, it's really like warm and you can swim and wear shorts mm -hmm. and like see your friends like because summer you don't have any school mm -hmm. so you can just see your friends whenever. And how do you feel when the season changes to winter? I don't really like it because then you have to wear pants and it's just like I don't like <laughs> I don't like pants. Uh -huh. um, I like shorts better but um, and then you have to like get all bundled up in your like clothes and you have to kind of like you put on everything you have in your wardrobe and it's and sometimes you get really sweaty and you can't just take it like all off. Is there anything you like about the winter? Um, I like it when it snows because that can be really fun because no school and also you get to like if you have like pets you can play outside with them. No, no, I have nothing to spill. I don't know. Hi. Hi. I'm talking to my sister Bonnie. I won't ask you to say your age. I'm 41. I don't care. <laughs> the darkness does not affect my age. <laughs> okay. Tell me how it affects your um, your running schedule. You used to have to get mm -hmm. up very early to run. Yes. And tell me about running in the day versus the dark and uh, what that experience is like. <laughs> well, running in the dark, you cannot see what's coming around out of the bush at you yes. and um, at that hour it's a little bit um, nerve-wracking to hear rustling because it could be in the neighborhood where we were living it could be foxes or um, dogs that had gotten out of their yards or just a squirrel and uh, those were my favorite ones just the squirrels <laughs> but I have um, I had these rad shoe lights that a very thoughtful person gave me for Christmas one year and so I could use them and I could uh, spread the light out farther or have them blink so if people see you so that people can see you and not hit you when you're running I didn't I just ran in the neighborhood and if I didn't have anything like fluorescent to wear I definitely wore the blinking lights but all the old people in the neighborhood thought they were exceedingly awesome and they would stop me and tell me how awesome they were, which was scary in and of itself <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> cool. But the preferred method is... Daytime, lights. which is actually when I've yeah. been bitten by a dog was during the day. So I don't know why I'm so afraid to run at night. Oh, yeah. But daytime is actually, has not proven to be my friend with <laughs> dogs and running. Sure. So... Okay, thank you. Do you have any tips for those who don't love the darkness or how to enjoy winter? Keep your lights on as long as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn on every light in the house. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I'm with Rick Carter in Norfolk, Virginia. And Rick... Let, let me know how you feel about daylight savings. Are you pro or are you con? I, you I am pro. I'm pro. Okay. Tell, yes. me, tell me all about it. Well, I think it gives you more time in the afternoon, especially if you're working. Yeah. Eight to five, you can come in and go work and 
take a long nap or <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. and get more done that way. Because you, cause you come home and get right to it or? Some people do. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have to cut grass. I'd come home and cut the grass, mm -hmm. clean it up. And it provided a couple of hours, you know, longer to work in the yard. Yeah. Okay. And then how do you feel when it switches back in the fall? Oh, man. I kind of miss it because, uh, like, again, I said, the, the daylight, I like the daylight Yeah. a lot better. Mm -hmm. Mornings, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you're underwater when you go to take a nap and then when you wake up it's dark out? Yes. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything that you do to try to help get used to the darkness? I go to McDonald's. <laughs> Or already no. In the morning or in the night? In the morning. Okay. Any afternoon. In the, and <laughs> no. how does it help? It makes you feel better. Anytime you eat, it makes you feel better. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Hi. It's five twenty one. On January 21st, 2022, in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's still kind of light outside. Um, the sky is mostly like a faded cornflower color at the top, and then it kind of washes out to a nice cream and then a cool, like, orange to pink ombre with some light clouds. Um, I noticed today, I'm recording this because I noticed that it's staying lighter longer and I wanted to share that because I think every little bit counts. That's the end. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to those who shared and participated in this project. This project is a part of a larger collaborative storytelling project called Daily Fieldwork. If you'd like more information, you can find it at www.dailyfieldwork.com, on Instagram at, at dailyfieldwork, or you can email me, Sarah Carter, at I'm, I am, dailyfieldworking, with a G, at gmail.com. Thanks again to all who contributed. Thanks to Jensen Sportag for the intro song, and I'll see you all very soon.